Well, greetings, everyone, and uh, welcome to our Global Church Podcast. I'm Scott. Jim. I'm Curtis. And uh, it's uh, we're doing this uh, differently than we've ever done it before, uh, practicing our social distancing. And uh, up until this point, Jim and I would get together at our studio at, uh, at church, and uh, now we're recording via Zoom. And... Uh, it's got some limitations and drawbacks. Um, not sure how the quality of the recording is going to turn out, but it also Our has some good. What's that? Our mileage separation is good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You and I are like 20 miles apart, and Curtis is like, I don't know how far away Chicago is. About 700 miles. <laughs> <laughs> so we're good yeah, that way. Yeah, and so... Um, and that's one of the, some of the advantages of doing it this way is we can bring others in and get some other people involved, which we want to start doing as well. So we thought we'd start off, uh, this episode and include Curtis. Yeah. So one thing we wanted to, uh, catch everybody up on, uh, just real, real briefly before we, um, heard, heard from Curtis is, there was a trip like we had spoken about, like we had shared about in Malawi. And you guys know that Scott and I and others have gone there a lot through the past number of years. And because of the COVID-19, we did not make that trip as we had shared with you previously. But Cedric from South Africa went ahead and made the trip and the group in Malawi, uh, Tuchewa group, they went ahead and met even though Scott and I didn't go, but as I said, Cedric did go. So we just wanted to give you a quick, you know, overview and update on that trip. It was a good trip. They studied through First uh, Corinthians, which is what we had studied through with the translation team the last time that Cedric and I were there. So they taught to the big group through the book of First Corinthians. And, yeah, and, and maybe uh, we Cedric, should uh, maybe we should take the time here to clarify a little bit for how our pro- what our process has been with those guys. Sure. Is that there? You know, there's a group of sixty pastors or so that we get together with each time. Then there's a, a smaller group, kind of the main leadership of the of the group of pastors, that uh, a group of about four guys, uh, which includes John Mammon, the uh, missionary from Nigeria with EMS um, that they've been working together to be the translation team and translate our lessons into the Chichewa language. And so we, um, once we got to the book of Romans, because up until that, up until that point, the lessons had been mostly narrative. Once you get into Romans, the teaching um, becomes a, a lot more complicated. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that they were uh, clearly understanding the truths that needed to be uh, translated in the lessons. And uh, so we began the process of uh, meeting with the translation team ahead of time and going through those lessons, uh, clarifying what wasn't clear, maybe making some changes, additions, subtractions, um, just so that we could be more confident that their translation was going to be clear. And then, then we would return home. They would translate that, the lessons for that book, let us know when it was done. We would make plans to go over. And, and so then we would go over, meet with the main group, teach them through those Romans lessons. And then at the end of our time, meet again with the translation team and, and take them through the Ephesians lessons before they began to translate. So that's what we've done up to this last trip, like you said, was First Corinthians, and so they they taught through that book, which you and Cedric had taken the translation team through on your last trip. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Cedric and the and the, the translation team, and including John, they taught through the book of First um, Corinthians with the large group, and and Scott and I were able to. Uh, have two phone conversations with them um, 
while they were teaching through first Corinthians to just touch base and uh, see how the teaching was going and hear back from them then give a little bit of feedback in terms of you know teaching through first corinthians and then the next book was uh first timothy and so like we would like, like we did and when we were there we would have stayed and studied with the translation team before they translated. We had done that with Romans. We had done that with Ephesians. We had done that with First Corinthians. And so, being that we weren't there, we were able to the first day through WhatsApp um, be a part of the First Timothy study. And then the second day through Zoom, we were able also to be a part of the First Timothy study as uh, Cedric and uh, and John and the translation team. Uh, studied through First Timothy in preparation for uh, it, it being uh, translated and then uh, put together in booklets and, and, and produced for the next time that they get together as a large group, then they'll teach through First Timothy. So because we weren't able to go this time um, because of COVID, what it did was it, it really forced the issue with Scott and I to uh, reach out to these guys via different platforms and so we 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 tried whatsapp first day and that didn't wasn't it was it wasn't very good basically because of the wi-fi on the other end but we were able to um help those guys over there get get a a, a much more solid wi-fi connection and then we were able to but the next day and really have a good connection with them and, and, and meet with them really well on zoom. Yeah. So, so the, so the first day, first day you and I were on zoom looking at each other and talking with each other. And then yeah. I had uh, called them on WhatsApp as a, as a WhatsApp phone call without the video and was holding the phone up. And so we were, we were communicating with, those four guys via cell phone, you and I on Zoom, and that's how we went through the first three lessons the first day. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's 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 been good because this has, uh, like I said, forced the issue in terms of us looking at ways to reach out to our global family mm. via different platforms, and the main yep. one that's being the most helpful is is at this point is zoom and two weeks ago we had a a big global call where we had um probably around 30 people some from here from fbc but many from you know our, our family around the world we had one two weeks mm -hmm. ago and then we had one again just this past monday mm -hmm. and and um so it's been it's been a good way for us to connect with everybody around the world being that we weren't able to go to Malawi. And at this point, we're not quite sure when we're going to travel again. And right. so in the meantime, we're going to keep using zoom, but I think even, even when things clear up and we can start traveling again, I think that we see us being able to use this way of communicating as a, as a way to, to stay in better touch with folks and to, um, yeah, absolutely. It, uh, it's been, I think it's been great. It's been huge. Yeah. Um, you know, from the standpoint of trying to minister to people here at FBC that we have normal contact with, you know, maybe people in our small groups and like that, that we can't get together um, in person with right now. It's, it's, it's all been frustrating and Zoom, you know, is, what would you say? It's, um, it's it's lacking you know it's it's a lot nicer when you can get together and share a meal together and and you just your fellowship can i think go to a deeper level but in terms of being able to communicate with all these guys around the world that we you know it would be absolutely impossible for us to be together with every week personally um to be able to do that with zoom has just been huge and it's really enhanced it's enhancing our interaction and fellowship um and like you said it's definitely something we want to continue doing even when things you know get back to where we can travel again 
we've uh, set it up now to where we're going to plan to have a weekly uh, get together like that every Monday morning at 7 a.m. our time. And so there's uh, we have room for 100 participants all together. Um, so if any of our listeners are you know, interested in joining in and sitting in and listening and, and, uh, you know, just interacting with some of these guys in that way, uh, reach out to us and let us know. And, mm -hmm. you know, we would love to include you, uh, up to this point, we, I think we haven't had more than 30 involved at a time. So there's, um, you know, quite a bit of space left for others to get involved. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One thing back to the, Malawi trip because you and I weren't there <clears throat> the teaching load had to be um, you know handled more by Cedric and the translation team and John mm -hmm. and so um, just gave those guys uh, an opportunity to teach more and yep. um, I think you know the feedback we got from Cedric and from you know, all the other guys that talk was really good. And yeah. so, and so sometimes, you know, obviously we wanted to be there, mm -hmm. but, you know, as we know, it says, you know, man makes a plan, but God directs our steps. And, yeah. and, and so, you know, and, and, and in some ways it was a benefit that we weren't there because it gave these guys uh, more of an opportunity to teach. And I think, yeah. um, it, right. You know, it, ended up being a really a really good thing and the guys enjoyed it and and um, the feedback was really really positive by their opportunity yeah. and experience to have more time to teach yeah yeah it was i mean it's been part of our plan for this progression all along to transition the teaching you know from us to the translation team you know after they translate a set of lessons and they get together with the pastors and they're the ones to teach those lessons to the whole group and we actually uh we we actually suggested starting that process back I, I can't remember how many books ago it was but um they at that time didn't feel ready to do that they they still wanted us to come and do the teaching and and so we did and and um but clearly god has you know brought them to the point where they're you know they were able to step up and do that and and, um, you know, because we weren't there, they, um, they had to do more of the teaching and we probably would have, you know, taken some of it on ourselves had we been there. And, and so it kind of sped up that process a little bit, but, um, it's, it's super encouraging, um, you know, to hear the report from Cedric and hear how, you know, right on their teaching was and, and sticking to the content of the lessons and, and clearly communicating it and explaining it. And because when we first started working with these guys, they were, they were very confused about a lot of things, um, you know, even eternal security. And today, you know, just by having these times of hearing them teach, you, you actually get to see and hear how much more established they've become in the faith. And when the leaders are becoming more established in the faith and we have hope that they're going to be able to turn around and, and do a better job of establishing their churches in the faith. And that's, that's the purpose of all this. That's really why we're doing all this. And uh, so it's, it's super encouraging to hear and see the progress. Yeah. Yep. So we have Curtis Thompson on the call with us on the zoom with us today and and so we're we're happy to have you Curtis and yeah and um, we're gonna over the next number of weeks we're gonna invite different people from around the world to be with us and to join us and so Curtis happy to have you and so so just take a little few minutes here a little while and tell us just give us a, a little overview um, Tell us about your family and, and the ministry that God has uh, put you in there. And, you know, many of our listeners might not know you at all. And some from FBC listen, and I'm sure will know the background of ministry, but some listeners won't. So just take a few minutes and, and share with us about your family and what God has you doing there. 
Sure. Uh, thank you, uh, Jim Scott, for having me. Um, I am Curtis Thompson from Chicago, uh, Illinois. Me and my wife, Michelle, um, we started a church about 15 years ago now um, in Chicago, on the west side of Chicago, um, which is a kind of, is a, uh, a rough neighborhood. Um, the community that we're in is called Garfield Park. And uh, it was a kind of kind of community that has uh, a lot of a gang and, and drug and prostitution um, issues, uh, a lot of single parent homes and um, just uh, hurting people. And uh, we started the church to um, be, a, be an outreach center, but also a discipleship. Um, focused ministry where we're reaching out to the unsaved and, and walking walking with people through life. Um, we've been doing that for a while now and we've, we've known you pretty much that entire time. Um, uh, fellowship has been a huge, huge partner for us with that um, and a huge blessing as well. I have, uh, you know, we have five kids now um, when we started the ministry, my wife was pregnant with our first, and uh, we have five now. We have four boys and one girl, and uh, a lot of a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, we we uh, I think when growing up, I grew up in Chicago, and and growing up, I kind of uh, grew up in a rougher area of Chicago, and and saw how the church was doing great uh on discipleship um but now the your, church, your, was, your parents were in ministry right yeah yeah my my parents moved to chicago to uh work for a non-for-profit and uh this non-for-profit worked with uh children and youth hmm. and so that's what got us to the city i was about two years old um hmm. when we were here and uh and we were involved in a small church um and the church was like a like a family. It was really good with discipleship. It was, but not super good at, at reaching out to people. And the, the organization my dad worked for was really good at outreach. But they they, you know, uh, missionaries would would come in for a few years and then they would leave. So there was always a disconnect from the church and fam church family and and life. So. Um, Growing up, seeing those two dynamics, me and my my brother, who's uh, one of the pastors, along with me, really um, felt the call to kind of merge the two together, where, where we have a a super relational, um, discipleship-driven but evangelistic um, mission to reach people. So that's what we've been doing. Um, and uh, God has been blessing and, and working, and it's been really neat to see what he can do when you leave things in his hands. Hmm. Yeah, so um, we know that uh, Illinois, Chicago is one of the places where the COVID-19 has really hit and um, <clears throat> seemed like, um, especially in Chicago, there was the order to lockdown um you know much earlier than here in in our area and um uh, our our experience with communicating with with many around the world is is that those that are, live in the urban areas um you know those kinds of orders to lock down and stay at home and not work has it's affected them the most and so with you guys um, being involved with an inner city church, how has the dynamics of all this affected uh, your church and ministry and the lives of the people there? Yeah, you know, it's, it's uh, I mean, I, this is uncharted waters for, for all of us, but it's, it's really been a, a challenge. We are, um, we are very, very relational community and a very very relational church so 
we we get together we eat we fellowship um that's what we do we mm. build relationships with people our evangelism is relationship focused um mm. where we have people come in for coffee to a, an overflow ministry every day we have homeless people coming in and, and people up the street and, and we build relationship with them so to do that without um without being close to somebody is definitely definitely challenging um we i before this happened i i didn't really i'm not a super tech techie person i never heard of zoom um but mm. yeah zoom has been really uh largely utilized to uh to keep our, our bible studies going and, and communication and just um checking in on people um, a lot of phone calls a lot of zoom conversations um well you know we're a we're a poor community and there are so many needs schools shut down completely several weeks ago um so all the kids are home uh there are many adults that are working and lost jobs or have been um uh, just let go for a little while or or completely lost their job or just uh not getting any hours because the business is closed so hmm. we have a lot of a lot of that and we've been focused on trying to figure out what people need how we can love them where they're at right now and some of the ways we've been able to do that is just by bringing um, educational packets and and food and um, just different items, games, di different things to 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 uh, allow people um, to see that we're still here, we still care about them, and then give them something to to engage with um, within their home. And so we'll drop those boxes off. We'll drop uh, different things off, and and uh, that's one way we've been able to. To love on people but the relational side it's it's really hard it's mm. it's mostly having long conversations on the phone with, with somebody i um talk we have several elderly people that that we're really encouraged to, to stay home a lot of people are ignoring the stay home order um but you know just just uh, sitting on the phone with them and, and letting them letting them talk and, and showing them that you care about them our kids have a uh, written um cards and, and we've mailed them to people just to just to let them know that, that they they're their love and uh that we love them and they're on our minds and you know i think we we forget so easily um in ministry even and and uh we we all know the power of it but the prayer is so vital and uh this has been a time to um bring our prayer to a new level of, of just look, God, I can't go and sit with them, but you can, I can't go and, and wrap my arms around them right now, but you can. And, uh, and trust that he's able to do that and, and is, is wanting to do that. And uh, we just need to bring those requests to him. We were talking a little while ago thing with Easter coming up and everything. Um, the disciples that went with Jesus to the garden and fell asleep and, and, and all Jesus asked them to do was pray. And, yeah. uh, they fell asleep and, and I can't imagine later how badly they felt after, mm. after Jesus was taken and, and, you know, they, they were asked to do one thing and they didn't do it. And I think, um, what I don't want to do during this time where, um, where we can't, we have to socially be distant from people is to not do what Jesus wants us to do. He wants us to pray. And so I don't right. want to fall asleep on the job. And I don't, our church body doesn't want to fall asleep on the job. So what can we be doing? Well, we need to war in prayer and, and do what we can to reach out. So that's what we've been doing. But it is definitely uncharted waters and definitely not uh, natural to do things over the phone or the computer uh, for mm. many of us. So it's, it's yeah. learning curves for sure. So these uh, educational packets that you guys are putting together, how, how are you getting them into the hands of the kids? Yeah. So um, many of you know that we, we have the opportunity to have uh, several people in the school um, 
during during uh, regular time where school's in. Can you, and, can you uh, tell us a little bit, a little bit a more about that? Training. Yeah, we we uh, we tried for years to get um, to get in the school, and you know, there's always a huge wall right away um, to do that. And uh, one thing that that was really neat that happened. We had a young man at the time. He's now uh, a little older. He's in high school now, but he was in elementary school, and uh, he. You know, he was he was kind of rough a rough kid, and uh, he started coming to Reborn and and uh, started being discipled and worked with. And um, he was he was going to school, and the principal knew him since he was really little, and she saw a huge change in his life. And that, that's the honest truth. And and he she asked him, said, um, "What's going on? Why why are you so different now?" And he. He gave credit to God and, and the part that Reborn Community Church has played in his life. And she wanted to know more. So she invited us in a little bit, said, will you come and pray um, the first day of school out in front of the school? Um, so, we, so we brought our church out the first day of school. And we've done that for several years where we just go out and we pray for the teachers and the school and the staff. And they're welcome to join us. And... Uh, um, then they started to, to refer us to certain kids that needed more help with tutoring. And so we, we have a tutoring program. So we started taking in the kids that they're having um, that are more behind educationally and, and working with them. And she saw improvement um, with their education. And, and that was great. And she, so she, she said, well, what can you do? What more can you do? And well, we're, we're available to come in and help any, you tell us what you need. And right. um, our, our children's ministry um, director, Samantha w was invited in and she's in there several days a week now. Um, they've, they've given her an office. Um, we do wow. something called, um, called nurture groups, which it, it's a basically a, a trauma um, informed therapy uh, where we, we help, kids that have experienced trauma walk through those things. And uh, it's kind of a, an opportunity to build relationship and disciple. Um, and we're able to, to share the word in those, in those groups. So we do that in the school um, and they've seen great strides. We have a community that, um, I mean, I think in most communities, trauma is experienced on some level. And just to be able to recognize that and work through it uh, is, is really important for us. And our kids have seen things or they have experienced things. They have lost people that they love. Um, so these groups have been a really amazing thing that God has allowed us to start in the school. We since have had uh, other people been able to come in the school. Um, we have two people on the school board right now uh, from our church and, uh, mm -hmm just being able to love on them. We've, we've had mission teams come in and paint the school during the summertime. Mm -hmm. And just how can we help you? What can we help um, the wow. school? You're underfunded. We know that. So we'll give um, school supplies out to the kids. We'll, we'll give teacher packets out to teachers. Just try, try to show them that we love them. Love covers a multitude of sins. So any barrier that we can break down by just loving is, is pretty much what we've, what we've done. Um, and, you know, it all started out by being faithful, by um, sharing truth with a, with a kid mm. and uh, what God is able to do with the little things that we do. He's able to do something. We tried to get in there for years, a um, couple different principles and, and mm. God, God um, opened the door and uh, people ask, oh, what's the formula? How do we get in? <laughs> How can mm -hmm. we get in our school? And I, I honestly can't tell you a formula because there is none beyond praying. And, and when God opens the door, if it's just a crack or if it's wide open, you take a step and you move and you, you, mm -hmm. you walk in. And that's what, um, that's what God allowed us to do. And, and that door is just uh, swung wide open and we don't know how long that door will be open. We're just trusting God with, with each day we're there and, uh, and doing that. Um, 
So back to the original question, we pretty much to deliver these packets and, and the food and stuff, we will go to the house and um, we haven't been stopped um, or anything. We will go and, and we're very careful and we'll just drop it off on the porch, tell them we have a, a packet on the porch and we'll explain it over the phone. Um, we brought things like toilet paper and bleach to people and just dropped it off and just said, we're thinking about you. We know you they've expressed this need and, and so we try to meet it as we can so hmm. um yeah. are there um are there needs that you guys aren't able to meet in terms of you know families that you know could you know use food or supplies or is there a need for more educational packets um you know are there things you know ways that any of our listeners that would want to be involved and want to help that they could be, you know, that they could be involved. Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, we, uh, we have, we have great people and they're digging in into their pockets right now. Um, as far as, as church spending, we're, we're kind of on, on lockdown, really not knowing how much tithe is coming in and, you know, what mm -hmm. the future what the future holds with, with spending uh, tithes and offerings. Uh, so we, we don't bring in a lot. Usually it just pays for our bills. So we usually raise the money for things beyond that. Um, so, you know, people dig into their pocket and, and, uh, and the church is doing uh, what we're able to do. But there's always more need than we can we can manage so we try to just manage what we can so yeah we've we've had people in the past just send us um walmart gift cards uh different mm -hmm. things like that that we can go and purchase the items needed or um they can always donate uh on our website um and uh reborn community church um website um but yeah it's it's a uh, I think I think gift cards are are a great way. There's there's a, it's really it, I think it would be harder to purchase the items and send it um, because it, they vary. Um, we have the the ladies that are putting together the um, school packets. It's it's very specific things because they know exactly where the kids are at. So um, I'm not even a hundred percent sure what what items they're putting. I think each packet is different based on the kids because we know them mm. and right. we're working with them in the school, in the church, um, educationally. Mm. So just getting them some books and work pages and stuff that they can continue to work on. The schools in our area aren't, um, the elementary school is not doing the online um, school stuff. I mean, so there's, there's really nothing. So they just closed. Unless we, unless the parents are doing it. And so we're just trying to give the parents some tools in hand to, to uh, work with their kids and, and keep the kids on track. There are already many kids behind and we don't want them to get further behind. Share with us a little bit about um, some of the, just because some of the, our listeners might not know, but some of the scope of the ministry that you guys are involved in there. Um, you shared with us that, you know, you have this outreach to the school kind of gave us a, a, another little brief rundown of, you know, what all are you all doing? How is it that you guys are, you know, ministering to the community in such a difficult part you know, one of the worst neighborhoods in, in Chicago. What what does God specifically have you doing in terms of reaching out to the people? Yeah. Um, so like I said, it, it's really relationally um, driven um, to, uh, to meet someone, get to know them. People care how much you know and they know how much you care. And uh, so we've experienced that firsthand. Um, you know, we have weekly services, something we've done to show people that we care though, is a lot of what we've done, especially in the beginning was children's ministry, just to get in the door. Um, not, not that children's ministry in itself isn't um, worth every effort, 
but it also allows us to get to know families. We've had men and, and women that have told us that they, they've watched us with their kids to see what we were all about. And then they, mm-hmm. then they, then they came and, uh, our ministry has, has been here for a while now, so we have some um, we have some um, longevity that uh, a lot of ministries they pop up and then they and then they disappear. This is a this isn't going to work like that. A relational ministry is is about years and years of walking with people um, through um, a deficit into a, a positive of, in life and, and then in, in relationship with the Lord. So it, it really takes time. And uh, now being here about 15 years, it, it, you start to see things happening in people's lives that, that you know, we, we wanted to see many, many years ago, but you see people's lives change. And uh, um, it, takes, it takes time, you're, you're going through and destroying a lot of barriers that have been built up and a, a lot of uh, sins that that are entrapping people, um, whether it's uh, alcohol or drugs or just um, sins of the father or the mother or, or uh, uh, racial sins, it's just whatever it is, there's, there's so many things that hinder people from church. They've, people have gone to church were very religious community um just not a lot of relationship with the lord uh, a lot of churches that that practice religion but relationship is lacking so to um to show someone that we're not here to preach religion uh, we're here to introduce you to a relationship that that really matters and is relevant for you and your situation in life right now and so um so the, some of the ways we've done that is through children's ministries. Um, we have a youth mentorship program where we, we mentor youth and, and walk with them, work with them. Um, we have, like I said, uh, an evangelistic coffee ministry called Overflow uh, where people can come in off the street. And those are kind of just ways to, to begin relationships. And then we, we have uh, our men's ministry and women's ministry, young adult ministry that that do different events and things and we invite people to to, to further those relationships um we have uh, support groups for for substance abuse and and things like that as well to try to help people where they're at um try to get them ready for for jobs and and uh um to move forward in life but to uh, not just survive but thrive in life uh, as well. So, um, a lot of different things going on, but they're all pretty much surrounded around relationship. And, um, what we really try to do is get the people that we've been working with, um, for years to be the ambassador, the evangelist, to reach out to the people that they have and in with, um, I can't reach out to, or, or the people that are in their life won't listen to me, but they'll listen to them and they'll hear them. And so just to give them the tools and, and things necessary. So we do a lot of training and working with some of those people that have chosen to follow Christ. And how can you be um, the person to, to, to share truth on your block and, and invite people to church and to, to be that uh, salt and light that we're all supposed to be. So it's all it's all part of our discipleship focus um to to train and equip people to be salt and light to be um, truth bearers of the gospel and are you seeing lives you know changed and people stepping up and you know beginning to carry that out and live that out in the community yeah you know we have a we have groups of of people, you know, I, I think like I mentioned earlier, it just takes a long time. You're taking somebody that's actually not at zero, but probably at a negative number of where they're at um, emotionally and physically and to help them out of that pit um, and walk with them. And then once they get to a, a level place then start to grow and, and gain some, some real ground. 
So I think it's something that takes not months, but years um, to get, help someone to get to that place. We have a, a group of men right now that we have um, just, we've been working with for a long time. And each night this week, a uh, different one is sharing one of the I am statements and, and doing a little um, Facebook um, message and just some of the guys that we, we've been working with. And it's just really neat to see them at that point by finally we're there, um, they can share the truth and, and they're doing a great job with it. And, and it's encouraging to, to be able to say, okay, I need you to go and, and do this and, or that. And, and they're, they're, they have the tools now to do it. So, um, yeah, we have, we have seen people, people's lives change. We've seen many, many changed lives. Um, many people have, uh, come to the Lord, um, but it's definitely a slow, pro slow process, and it's it's one yeah. person at a time. It's not right. a large group, but it's walking with one person for hmm. years, and you see their life changed, and that's what real ministry um, for us has been, one person at a time, and, hmm. and we have to be satisfied and excited and thankful for that one person that God grabs a hold of and, and transforms his lives. Um, opens his eyes or her eyes and it's been really awesome amen amen yeah uh, that's it's not about the numbers is it no I, I it's always that's always what a gauge where we can kind of measure a, a humanistic success right <clears throat> but we we never know what god is doing even outside of a well maybe we just had a, a small part to play in something that god is doing that's much bigger and Hmm. Um, just to say yes to God and, and just obedience where he has us. I think that's our, that should be our goal. That should be what we count successful. I, I, today I glorified God. I was obedient to him and, and, uh, leave the numbers up to him, but, hmm. but he's been faithful and it's been really neat to have a front row seat to see what he can do in the life of somebody that, uh, everybody's written off because they're right. an addict and they're, they're too right. far gone and there's no hope for them. And, um, but, but God is able. I, I uh, one of the guys, a, a good friend of mine, um, Roy, he was, he, I've mentioned him to you guys before. He, he mm -hmm. was a, a, a gangbanger uh, in prison mm -hmm. in and out of his whole life. His mom, his mom prayed for him for years and years and years and, and mm -hmm. watched him make bad choices and and messes life up to a certain degree but um and later in life god grabbed a hold of his heart and and, and saved him and um i don't think he works within our our time frame he knows exactly what he's doing though hmm. and it's neat to see you know, lives like that changed amen well curtis thanks for being with us it's been great for our body at, at FBC here in Winchester to be able to, you know, partner with the guys and, you know, just to be a part of what, you know, what God's doing there. Um, it's been a blessing to our church as well. And we look forward to, you know, the years ahead that we'll still be able to continue to do that. And um, so, yeah, FBC is a is a definitely a one of a kind um, church. I've I've met a lot of churches and uh, been to a lot of churches, and and you guys have really um, been a partner and uh, and a friend, and and I, I appreciate that so much. There's so many wonderful people at FBC, and we we thank you all for for partnering with Chicago and Reborn Community Church, Michelle and I, and um, you know we're going through something real challenging with uh, COVID-19 and, and we're praying for you guys and we, we, we appreciate your prayers as well. Um, the weather's getting warmer and uh, just uh, even yesterday, there was a, a pretty bad shooting right out in front of the house and Michelle and Isaac, my son, were, were out there when it happened. And that, that's when it, it gets really scary where you, you're, you're, you realize that you're safe in God's hands, but it, and that's the safest place you can be, but um, it, it's also as a father, it's 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 scary. And uh, mm -hmm. 
and I trust him and, and we, we appreciate your prayers um, for safety and for provision. So just to put some, some, some context to that, um, you know, when you say that, does that mean that, you know, it, it was something that they could, you know, visually see? Was it, was it, um, you know, way down the block on another block or was it like, like close to them? So, um, so uh, yeah, they were sitting on the porch in front of the house, uh, our house, and it was, um, we're, we're right on the corner. Um, yeah. We have two streets that cross our, uh, by our house. So we're like a house over from the corner and it was kitty corner from our house. Um, and the, the bullets were flying towards our house. Um, wow. The, uh, my son, he's 10 years old, Isaac, he said, yeah, I didn't know what was going on until I saw the smoke. But he could see the smoke coming out of the guns. And there was about, wow, probably about four or five guns being shot at the same time. Um, it was it was pretty loud. That, that usually it's not as, as close. I mean, you hear it, um, but you're not always outside. I've, I've only been that close to a, a handful of times um mm. and uh i wasn't out there i was in the house and i heard it and i you know went to get them and bring them in but they were curled up on the porch um staying as low as they could be so um, mm. thankfully they're physically um fine nothing hit them god protected them uh, emotionally they're they're doing good but that's a scary thing yeah. Yeah. And it's that way, you know, a lot of times you think of missions, you know, you think overseas, you know, and foreign land, poisonous snakes, you know, various diseases, malaria, you know, things that you don't have here. And, and, uh, you know, the type of missions that you guys are involved in inner city, you know, right in our own backyard, right in our own country. Um, you know, has totally different dangers and cares and concerns and, and uh, just, you know, real sacrifice that you guys are, are willing to endure in order to live there and minister to those people. And, um, you know, just the fact that God, you know, the way that he has led you there and sustained you and given you a heart and a burden and a passion for reaching, uh, you know, the people in that community, it's obviously, you know, this is obviously a work of God and, and, uh, a work that he's called you all to, um, cause you know, frankly, there's, there's, you know, probably very few that would desire to live and minister there the way that you guys are and totally embrace, um, you know, your ministry and your role and, you know, loving the unlovely. And, um, and so we, you know, it's, it's our privilege to partner with you guys and, and to, um, you know, be a part of your ministry in any way that we can. And <clears throat> definitely, you know, I think you've raised a, a real need for, for prayer. Um, you know, people will be praying for you guys and praying for your safety. Um, <clears throat> and that God will use these opportunities to give you um, you know, just the place and, and, the, and the privilege to be able to continue to point people to Christ. Thank you. Yeah, we, we learned <clears throat> early on when we started the ministry that uh, we were living in an adjacent community and um, we, we had come to a, a crossroad where we either had to embrace the community as ours or, uh, or we really couldn't do what God wanted us to do from the outside mm. um, and just being able to do that the same thing that I my family experienced the people other people on my block experienced and it's our community and it's our neighbors and uh, um, we have a, a an ability to to reach them that's different being a part of you know the same group versus an outsider coming in so you know mm super important and you know when people ask us how can you um 
how can you stay there when things like that happen? Well, it's not not for comfort's sake, but it's it's uh, trusting God and mm. and uh, the center of His will. Uh, my dad used to say this when I was a kid: the safest place you could be is the center of God's will. Um, it doesn't really matter uh, what's going on around you; um, He's in control, and uh, you know He allows some things to happen, and and other things He He, he doesn't. But either way. Um, his will is uh, is where we want to be, and I know you have missionaries, and I've, I've met many, many of them that are in, in similar dangerous situations all over the world that are their their lives are are literally on the line, and and they have to trust God, and and uh, um, I love how how Paul talks about um, you know living for today is is just doing it for Christ. Um, but I gain when I, when I leave this earth and, and just to have that, uh, eternal perspective is, is really important. Um, there are people that are going to hell all around us. And when we don't say anything or don't put ourselves out there, hmm. um, they may never know Christ. And that's, right. that's, that's, that's the whole thing. That's why we're here is to, is to share this awesome, savior this good news with people and we're we're about to celebrate it this sunday and, and recognize it on friday of what christ did for mm -hmm. us and uh um i think we can get too comfortable sometimes so i think no matter where you're at there's something uncomfortable that you can do to go and share truth with someone that it might it might be rejected but um, mm -hmm. that's what we're here um to yeah. share truth and uh, to trust god with it amen Amen. Yeah, as your living testimony of I'm not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, Curtis, thank you again for joining us and, uh, <clears throat> you know, participating in this ministry spotlight. And, um, and just to our listeners, thank you all for tuning in. Um, if anybody has any questions, um, you know, about Curtis and Michelle and their ministry um, or any, anything else regarding missions and what we're doing, things that are happening around the world, that kind of thing, feel free to contact us. Um, you know, we'd be glad to, you know, even in the future episodes, address some of those questions and information on our podcast. So, and uh, as Curtis, you know, shared their, um, continuing to um, seek to minister to people in their in their area and there's people that are you know needing food needing supplies uh, they're putting together those educational packets for kids um, if anybody would like to contribute to any of those things in any way um, there's multiple ways that that can be done um, you know gift cards can be sent to them like Curtis mentioned um, giving can be done, you know, through, through FBC, through FBC missions. Um, so yeah, um, thank you all for tuning in and thank you for listening and, and please be in prayer for Curtis and Michelle and their family and the ministry there and the outreach of the church and, and, uh, just for God's continual provision and protection and divine intervention. Thank you. <laughs>